Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. It's the middle of the week. Happy to be here. Happy to be here and talking about Psalm 26. I love it. We love the habitation of the Lord. We love the grace of the Lord. And today we love the ways of the Lord. I want to talk about the Lord's ways. What uh, what uh, Bible do you have there in your hand? I want to read from the Lexham translation today, the Lexham English Bible. Very Psalm good. 26. Judge me, O Yahweh, because I have walked in my integrity and I have trusted Yahweh and not wavered. Prove me, O Yahweh, and test me. Try my innermost being and my mind, because your loyal love is before my eyes, and I walk about in your faithfulness. I do not sit with deceitful people, nor will I go about with hypocrites. I hate the crowd of evildoers, and with the wicked I will not sit. I will wash my hands in innocence, and I will walk about your altar, O Yahweh, to declare with a voice of thanksgiving and tell of all your wondrous deeds. O Yahweh, I love the dwelling of your house and the place where your glory abides. Do not destroy me with the sinners, nor my life with the men of bloodshed, in whose hands is an evil plan and whose right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground in assemblies. I will bless Yahweh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will bless that's great. the Lord. Absolutely. And I noticed uh, that's maybe the first one of the translations we've read for the for recording purposes that used the word judge uh, yeah. at the beginning. As opposed to vindicate. Yeah, from a couple episodes ago. Yeah, and so, if somebody missed what we talked about in that conversation on Monday, there does seem to be two approaches to this psalm. One is that it's a, just a psalm of declaration of innocence when being falsely accused. And mm-hmm. usually the translators who view it that way use the word vindicate right. to translate that word at the beginning. Others see it as a temple entry psalm, Mm -hmm. and those who view it that way see it as, Lord, judge me as one who's allowed to come in to the temple. So it seems that these translators take it as that temple entry liturgy. As we're reading this today, we've been commenting on connections of this psalm back to Psalm 25, 24, maybe even to the end of the 23rd psalm. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But I, it struck me as I was reading reading it, the callback here in this psalm, clear back to Psalm one. Oh yeah. Okay. We've we've got this progression language and a description of the sinners and the evildoers. You know, as you were reading in in verse four, he says, "I have not sat with the idolatrous." nor will I go in with hypocrites. Verse 5, I will not sit with the wicked. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me where where we began in Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Mm -hmm. It seems to me that the psalmist or David here is saying, I am that Psalm 1 kind of person. Mm -hmm. I have been exercising my life in this way to be very careful about my associations, my involvement with those things, but to pursue the way of the Lord. Absolutely. This goes back to yesterday as you brought up, here's our word, inclusio. Inclusio. The the bookends, the parentheses, if you will, how it starts at the same place that it ends. And yesterday we highlighted that what we really focused on was the references back to Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7, to see the grace of the Lord allowing David to walk into the house. But one of the things I think we also need to see, and we weren't able to get to this yesterday, but this walking in integrity. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the part of it that becomes really obvious. He starts by saying, vindicate me or judge me because I have walked in integrity. integrity. And at the end, it's redeem me. I will, will walk in integrity. And this is just the reminder that while it takes the grace of the Lord to be a part of the household of God, this grace is not cheap. So when I think of integrity, I guess my working definition is that my my actions are matching my words, matching my intentions. I mean, is that you think that's a fair? Well, that, I think that's certainly a fair definition of the English word integrity. This word for integrity, though, I think it's the Hebrew word tom, and it's it's the word that's used to describe blameless sacrifices or you know sacrifices that are are perfect sacrifices that don't have any wow. blemishes, okay. blemishless sacrifices, a blemishless. Or yeah, yeah, blemishless sacrifice. That's a hard word to say. Blemishless. So it really gets to a kind of a concept of a purity. It does have a concept of purity. It does have a concept of perfection. Now that being said, it's also the word that's used to describe Noah as being blameless before the Lord. Okay. And it's fact. In fact, it is a word that God Himself uses to describe David in First Kings chapter nine and verse four, when He's talking to Solomon. He tells Solomon, "If you walk in integrity like your father David did, I'll always be with you." Mm. So there's no doubt. There's some sense that that word is used that can can describe humans, men, women who have sinned. So um, it's it's not. We don't have to see it as this idea of perfection, but it it does give us a little bit of pause here. I do like what Dale Ralph Davies uh, Mm -hmm. said. Dale Ralph Davis, in his book on this psalm or uh, on the series of psalms here, he, he basically said that the claim that the psalmist is not claiming to be flawless or faultless, not to be without fault, but to be without apostasy. I like oh, that. And so not, not claiming to be without fault, but without apostasy. Yes, yeah, not he's not claiming to be faultless, but to be without apostasy. So and I think actually in the context of the psalm that's kind of the application. David yeah. is saying, "Look, I haven't gone after other mm-hmm. gods. I don't hang out with the people who go after other gods. I don't sit in their assemblies. I don't take their name. I don't do all of those things. Right. I have followed you." Now, look, I get it. I haven't always measured up to the standard, but your standard has always been my standard. And your standard, Lord, is the standard I'm striving for. And your standard is the one that calls me to account when, when I do have to repent and claim that I'm a sinner. It's not because Baal said this was wrong that I am repenting. It's because you said it was wrong, Yahweh, that I am repenting. In that light, it fleshes out this idea of David being a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, like you said, he was pursuing God, and it was God's way. The difference between faultless and, of course, apostasy. Apostasy is a falling away. Apostasy is a choosing another path. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's an important distinction to make, that he was always, David always was pursuing God's path. Well, let's go back to the declaration of God's nature in Exodus 34, verses 6 through 7. There's no doubt the part of that declaration that is most comforting to us is the beginning. A Lord, merciful and gracious, slow to anger, Mm -hmm. abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, uh, 
and of course, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the part that gives us pause because it says, but I will by no means clear the guilty. And so now we're struggling with, okay, wait a minute. Which you just is? said yeah. you forgive yeah. transgression, iniquity, and sin, but you will by no means clear, clear the, the guilty. guilty. How does that even work? I think we see this here in David and maybe even the, a contrast with Saul, mm-hmm. if I can bring that up, that, that David is the one who is forgiven of iniquity and transgression and sin, but why? Because he walks according to the steadfast faithfulness of the Lord, the steadfast love mm. of the Lord. You know, in First Chronicles, is it um, hmm, chapter 9? I think it highlights with Saul that one of the reasons he was judged is because he went and inquired from the medium okay. instead of from the Lord, when he was mm-hmm. supposed to inquire from the Lord. And what that really highlighted was that Saul actually was just like Israel, mm-hmm. who inquired of false gods the instead Baals of and Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And so we see this idea that while God will forgive iniquity and transgression and sin because he is faithful to his covenant, because he does have steadfast love, because he is slow to anger, because he is merciful and gracious, he also will not clear the guilty. So... If I use those first declarations of his nature and character to be some type of cloak for sin, Mm. to be some type of stimulus to sin, to think that, well, I'm in his house, so now I can live however I want. No, he doesn't clear the guilty. You come into his house and Mm -hmm. you start living however you want. He's got boundaries about who gets to live in his house. Right. And so David declares, I walk in integrity. I walk in integrity. This grace is not cheap. Mm -mm, Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, it, this grace is, is not cheap. I guess one of the things, even as I'm sitting here and, and we're talking about this, it, it impresses upon me a danger, I guess, about apostasy, when, particularly when you draw that contrast with a Saul. Um, you know, some people have the idea that if you're God's person, if you're a Christian, you might never depart from that way. You might never go to idols or, or, you know, let your own selfishness lead you to leave the Lord. It's just an impossibility. But clearly it's not. There's these warnings about this. Well, I think that's why it's important to see that his claim at the beginning of the psalm is, I have walked in my integrity, and his, his declaration and his commitment at the end of the psalm is, I will walk in integrity. I'm not... I'm not abandoning you. I'm not I'm not coming into this house to be a hypocrite. I'm not going to hang out with hypocrites and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Again, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to fall and stumble and struggle, but what it does mean is Lord, your standard is my guide. Right. Your word that's what I meditate upon. Mm-hmm. That's what I live my life based upon. I, I don't always live up to it. Mm-hmm. And when that's the case, I take comfort knowing, Lord God, that you are the God of mercy and grace that forgives iniquity and transgression and sin and is slow to anger. But what I don't do is just decide that now I'm allowed to go live in my sins because I have to remember you will by no means clear the guilty. When we're talking about loving then the Lord's ways, we love the destination. We love the idea of being in his house, and we love the idea of dwelling there forever. But how are we going to come to his house, right? And there is the choice to pursue the holiness that he prescribes, to have the cleansing of innocence that is needed, and not going our own way, pursuing in the hypocrisy that is decried, or assembling with the wicked and other evil things discussed. Which takes us back where you started, 
Psalm 1. Mm. Because you read the first couple yeah. of verses in Psalm 1, but remember how it ends, the way of the wicked will perish, but the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Mm-hmm. And Psalm 23, what seems to be the beginning of this series of Psalms, remember the Lord leads in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so here is this sh- sheep in Psalm 23 that's claiming, I've got a wonderful shepherd. I'm going to follow his way. I'm going to walk in his paths. Even when his paths take me through the valley of the shadow of death, because I know that his way is the right way. I'm not going to listen to the counsel of others. I'm not going to walk in their ways. And now we get to Psalm 26, and that's his claim. I am walking in integrity. I am walking in your way. I am. I have walked according to your steadfast love and your faithfulness. I am seeing what you say, and I am putting my faith and my trust in that, mm-hmm. no matter how dark or bright it is around me, whether yeah. I can see you or not, I am walking in your way. I love your way. And so I'm going to walk in my integrity. I'm going to walk in that way because I know every other way perishes, fails, falters, and falls. And so we are greatly encouraged by Psalm 26 to love the Lord's way and walk in his way even today. Mm-hmm. We appreciate so much everyone who's been uh, listening to the podcast. We love your feedback. Uh, we love it when you uh, subscribe and when you rate us and when you tell other people about the co- podcast. And we love you hearing your feedback. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. We're going to close out with a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you because you are gracious and merciful and loving. Father, we reflect upon this psalm and we realize that we are making choices today for the way that we pursue, the way that we will walk. And our desire is to walk in your ways, in your paths, that we might know your mercy and your grace not take it for granted, not see it as a cheap thing to go and to be selfish and to pursue our own paths, but humbly, Father, walking with you, following after you, to know you and your habitation forever. Please guide us and guard us to that end. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.